Hello, and welcome to the Dr. Frankavilla Show. I'm your host, Dr. Carolyn Frankavilla, board-certified family physician and diplomate of the American Board of Obesity Medicine. I've been helping patients lose weight to treat and prevent medical problems for the last 10 years, and I'm taking what I've learned from them to you. In this podcast, you will learn the science behind why you struggle with your weight and what to do about it, tips for common challenges, work to fight bias about what a healthy weight really is, and improve your relationship with food and your body. Please remember that while I'm a doctor, I'm not your doctor. This podcast is meant to be informational in nature only, not medical advice. Please seek out care from your physician for your specific needs. Okay, let's get started. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Dr. Frankavilla Show. Today, we're going to talk about the mindset of scarcity and how this affects health, how this affects how we eat, how this affects our health goals. So what is this scarcity mindset? What is scarcity? Scarcity is the feeling or the acknowledgement that you do not have enough of something. And a mindset around scarcity shows up in so many different places in our life. Today, we're going to talk about how it shows up with our healthy habits, but it's probably peeking into your life in many different ways. And we're going to explore that today. Anytime you feel like you don't have enough and you are making a decision in your life based on that, that is a sign that scarcity is talking. And we want to be able to recognize when scarcity is talking to us because we don't want to let it run the show. We want to feel like there's enough. We want the opposite of scarcity in our life, which is abundance. We want to feel like there is enough in the world, and that is going to drive much better choices in our life than if we get driven by this scarcity mindset. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes scarcity is real. Sometimes there's really not enough of something. But when we get too caught up in that mindset, that is when we start making choices that often do not serve us. You are going to want to listen to this whole episode because at the end, I'm going to talk about one of the biggest mindset shifts that just blows my patients' minds. So make sure you stick with me through this whole episode because, again, one of the biggest mindset shifts comes at the end of this episode. So to kind of introduce this idea of scarcity, if you're not sure what I'm talking about and you're not sure how it might be affecting your life in different ways, I want to start off talking about money. So a lot of people operate from a scarcity mindset when it comes to money. This can look like feeling that we don't have enough money to get the clothes we want or the purse we want, that we can't afford to do the travel we want, that we can't fix up our house the way we want, that we can't get a second house, that we can't, you know, go on a vacation like we saw someone else do. All these things that we feel like we can't get enough of. And this has two major problems with it. The first is that feeling of never being satisfied, that feeling like there's always something more that we want, that we never have enough, that we're never enough, that keeping up with the Joneses feeling. And that really can lead to unhappiness and lack of satisfaction. I was lucky enough to get to do quite a bit of world travel when I was in college. 
And I saw that a lot of people throughout the world are happy with a lot less than what most of the people here in the United States have. And it was a huge mindset shift, right? That the things we have, even like having a house, we, you know, I take for granted many times here, but there is no guarantee of happiness from having more things or having more wealth in your life. And so that's a scarcity mindset right now that I don't have enough, right? If we operate from the standpoint that that I have enough, right, that more things are not going to make me happier, then that's a powerful place to be. And you might already be seeing how that can translate to, say, your relationship with food, right? The second thing that is problematic about this mindset of, oh, I don't have enough money for this purse or for this trip or for, you know, this house or whatever, is that... In reality, it's actually just not a true mindset around money because there's trillions, what's bigger than trillions? I don't even know of dollars in the world. There is a lot of money out there. It's a mind boggling amount of money. We just may not have it ourselves, but that doesn't mean it's not accessible to us, right? We could always get a second job. We could start a side gig. We can generate more money if we decide that's important to us. And so when we keep telling ourselves a story that we don't have enough money, that there's not enough money there for me, for us, then we are falling into this scarcity mindset. And when we recognize the abundance of money in the world and that we just need to figure out how to get more of it for ourselves, that's a mindset shift, right? Okay, so this podcast is not about money. I should not give anyone financial advice, but I want you to start recognizing these scarcity patterns. And I think that one around money is a common one that many people feel. And you can start seeing, again, how that translates to other behaviors in your life. Because we make a lot of choices based on our concerns about money, which again, not saying that there's not people out there with financial challenges, But we let it run the show sometimes without realizing the possibility that, A, we may not need as much stuff, and B, there's also probably more money out there in the world that we could have if that was our priority, okay? So coming from that place of abundance, that there is enough, is really powerful. Okay, I'm going to give you another example to kind of get you in in the mindset of this, and this one shifts a little more into health which is scarcity around time. This is another common scarcity story that we have. And there is a limited amount of time, right? We're all only gonna be on this earth for like 75, 80 years if we're lucky, right? Maybe some of us will be 90 or 100. We have 24 hours in a day. And that can start to feel stressful and overwhelming when we come from the scarcity mindset, right? I don't have enough time to cook healthy food. I don't have enough time to go to the gym. I don't have enough time to do the things I want to do. There's only 24 hours in a day. That's a scarcity mindset, right? There's not enough time. But let's look at it from more of an abundance point of view, from a different point of view. So we have 24 hours in a day, unless you are traveling and you're changing time zones, like we have 24 hours in a day, right? And Dr. Frank Avila has told you before, you need eight hours of sleep. So you really only have 16 hours a day to work with, right? Well, instead of I only have 16 hours a day, think about it the other way. I have 16 full hours of time. Let's assume that you're working eight hours a day and that you have a commute and things like that. And that's taking up 10 hours of your day. Okay, you have six hours of time that you're doing something with, right? Maybe we can shift what you're doing with it so that you can use more of that time. 
for movement so that you can use more of that time for rest and restoration and meditation. Maybe you can use more of that time to food prep or grocery shop or cook your own food. You have to decide what to do with it. But when you come from this place of abundance, you find time. You see the time as opposed to feeling like there's not enough and that's your baseline. Now we're seeing there's time there. How do I use it for what I want to use it for? Okay. So that is coming from a place of abundance as opposed to that scarcity mindset where like, there's never enough time. There's never enough time. There's never enough time. If you tell yourself a story over and over again, it becomes your reality. And so you want to start questioning when you find yourself in these scarcity stories, if that's reality, what would it look like if I came at it from the other point of view? Okay. So that is two ideas to warm you up to this scarcity idea. And this all overlaps, right? Not feeling like you have enough time, not feeling like you have enough money. That is putting stress in your life and that is limiting your ability to make healthy changes. But what I really want to talk about today is how this affects our relationship with food and how this can drive us to eat more than we want or need to eat. So I want to acknowledge that food scarcity is a real thing and we're going to get into that a little bit more, a little farther into this episode, because that is one thing that can drive that mindset of scarcity is if you've actually experienced food scarcity in the past. But I want to start talking about the most common scenarios that I see in my practice. And this was inspired because last week I saw a patient, we'll call her Jill, and she is very excited. She's going on a trip of a lifetime to Italy. And when my patients have a big trip coming up, Usually they or I start to get worried about if they're going to be able to sustain their health choices, if they're going to be able to maintain their weight while they are on a trip. And Italy is definitely one of the ones that is one of the more worrisome trips for my patients, because if you have ever had a chance to go to Italy or if you've ever daydreamed about going to Italy, one of the things that you probably are planning to enjoy on that trip is the food, right? I'm Italian, Frank Avila, right? Italian food is great. And it's a lot of one of the things that we want to do when we go there. I mean, great. There's great history there. There's great scenes, but we're all planning to eat when we go to Italy, right? So one of the things that can drive us to overeat when we are on a trip is scarcity. Now, I have a full episode, episode seven, that you should go check out if you want all my travel trips for how to keep up your healthy habits while you're traveling. But when we come from this mindset of scarcity, this is one that makes us overeat and overindulge when we are traveling. So what does this look like? Well, there's a lot of unique experiences when we travel. Depending on your travel style, you may only be in a certain city or location for a day or part of a day. Or if you're really lucky, you might get to stay there for a couple of weeks, but you're only in this place that may have this very special food for a short period of time. And so that creates this scarcity, right? I may never have this food again. I may never be back here. I might as well eat all of it while I can. And that can cause problems if you are trying to reach specific goals around nutrition and health. And it may make you feel unsatisfied and unhappy too if you find yourself overeating. So we want to recognize that scarcity mindset. So I think I was, I don't know, 24, 25 when I went to Italy. And I definitely ate gelato, I think, every single day that I was there because I had that mindset, right? I'm only in Italy once. I'm only going to have real Italian gelato while I'm here. Like I'm going to have it every day. And maybe there's nothing wrong with that, right? But that can potentially interfere with your health goals, right? And so if you are trying to be intentional about how you eat on a trip, 
then you want to be able to recognize this scarcity mindset. It doesn't just happen on trips. It doesn't have to be as big as going to Italy. It can be exploring a fun mountain town on the weekend. It can be visiting family who maybe make special food or have restaurants in their town that you don't have where you're from. So it doesn't have to be a big elaborate trip, right? But anytime we're in a unique situation where we find ourselves thinking, I may not have a chance to eat this food again for a really long time or possibly ever, that can drive us to overeat or eat too much or eat too often. You may end up getting um, a really amazing entree when you're traveling, right? Maybe it's your favorite food. Maybe it's pasta or pizza that's really delicious, or maybe it's diner food um, in your hometown that you love, whatever it is. And where scarcity will come in is it will tell you to eat the whole thing because you're not going to have a chance to have it again. So you're eating it. You're like, wow, this is really good. You eat it. You're halfway done, three quarters dead. And your stomach is saying, okay, I'm good. I'm full. I don't need any more of this food. But your brain is saying, man, it's pretty good. And your brain is saying, you're not going to have a chance to have this again. Who knows when you're going to be back here? This is so good. You better eat all of it. Even though your stomach is like, I'm kind of good. I don't need anymore. Your brain is like, yeah, but you're never going to have this again. So you get to turn on the other part of your brain that makes choices for you. And you take a pause and you recognize like, man, I'm pretty full. Like if I keep eating more, I might feel uncomfortable. I might feel tired, sluggish. I might not even enjoy the rest of my trip. Or if I do this every day on my trip, I'm going to get home and I'm going to be pretty frustrated that I'm not reaching my health goals and that I sabotaged myself here, right? So then you get to take over with your executive function, your decision-making part of your brain and say, this is really amazing. This is a pretty special once in a lifetime meal or once in a year meal, once in a month meal. This is something I don't have very often, but you know what? I'm full and it's okay for me to be done. I enjoyed it and now I can move on. And that's coming from more of a place of abundance, right? I am full. I am satisfied. I enjoyed that. And having more of it may not add to that experience for me. So those are the patterns that you want to look for because it is one of the things that can drive us to overeat. Okay, so going to Italy is more of an extreme example. But again, this can happen going to your favorite restaurant. This can happen when you're traveling. This can happen when you're at a ski resort and they have a novel thing you've never seen before, giant cinnamon bun. It looks amazing, right? You want to try it and you eat the whole thing because you're probably never going to get the giant cinnamon bun again, right? So these are all those triggers. And so while Italy may be a once in a lifetime experience, What happens for a lot of people is it turns out there's a lot of special foods, right? There's all the foods around the holidays and there's the special pasta salad that your family member makes at a picnic that you only get once a year. And there's the cookies someone brought to work and it's a homemade recipe and you're never going to have it again. And there's these amazing chocolates someone gave you that you're never going to have again. And there's your friend's party where they make an amazing cocktail, whatever it is, right? There's all these things that are like, we can only have them once. And so that can trigger us to overeat them. So again, we have to check in with ourselves. Is this serving me? Do I really want more of this? Is it okay to have been like, I really enjoyed the slice of pizza I had and I'm okay now not having any more. Having three pizza pizza is not gonna make this experience more enjoyable than the one I had. And at a certain point, it may make it less enjoyable because I'm not gonna feel good or I'm not gonna have reached my goals and I'm gonna get frustrated with myself. So that is how scarcity can creep in with special foods and with travel and things like that. Another time this happens is with sort of celebratory foods or again, special treats that someone make us. So it seems like there's always birthday celebrations in my household and we have become big fans of the Chantilly cream cake from Whole Foods. 
I'm very sorry if I'm introducing this to you for the first time and you have not had this because it's super addictive. It is the most delicious substance on the planet, in my opinion. And so when this cake is around a few times a year for a birthday in our household, there can be this desire to eat a second slice or eat a really big slice. And if there's leftovers, there can be this desire to have it every single night until it's gone, right? And again, if this really is a very rare thing for you and you love it and it's special, that may work. That may be okay. You may enjoy it. But what happens is we have this happen many times throughout the month, throughout the year, and then it is undoing our health goals, right? And so what I would encourage you is when you have that special celebration, that birthday cake, those cookies your friend made for you, whatever it may be, that you recognize when you're enjoying it and when you're just eating it because you're sad it's going to run out, you're worried you're not going to have it again, and that those are feelings of scarcity that are driving you to eat and that the conscious part of your brain can now take over and say, you know what, you've had a slice, it was really good, it was really enjoyable, and maybe it's okay to move on, right? Just because you may have it again for a while doesn't mean you have to go crazy. And sometimes that scarcity is fake, right? Like I am an adult. I have a credit card. I can go to Whole Foods and buy that cake whenever I want, really, right? I could have that cake seven days a week if I want, but I don't because it's a special occasion. But by making it a special occasion, I'm creating scarcity. And now it may feel like I need to eat all of it when I have it, right? So those are those patterns you want to recognize. Now, some things really are special, right? It may be, again, like the rum cake your aunt makes once a year for Christmas. And you know you're not going to have it again. And your aunt only has a few years left. So you may not see that cake again ever again, right? That is coming from that scarcity mindset. And that's not serving you. So you just have to recognize it. And if you recognize it and you decide to eat it anyway, that's fine. But hopefully you're going to recognize it. And most of the time, 80, 90% of the time, you'll be like, good. I don't need more. I don't want more. Having more is not going to make this more enjoyable. Okay. So that is the scarcity mindset around that. Now, scarcity also can be a very real thing for a lot of people. So it would be unfair for me to act like food scarcity is not a real thing. There are many people worldwide and here in the United States who do not have reliable access to food. They do not get regular meals. They do not have access to high quality food. And if you are someone who's currently experiencing food scarcity, then you have to do the best you have with what you have, right? So this may not be the episode. This may not be the mindset problem that's for you. You may need someone who can help you figure out the healthiest way to eat within the structure that you have. And we do that for our patients in our clinic. We see patients from all different backgrounds. And sometimes we have to figure out how to make the food from a food bank work. We have to make the free food that they get at their restaurant job work. We have to work within that framework. But assuming that you currently are not dealing with food scarcity, there are many people who've had food scarcity previously in their life. Not a mindset, but actually scarcity, meaning You may have grown up in a home where you did not get regular meals. That may have been due to financial circumstances. Many of my patients who struggled with weight since they were young had family members that would restrict what they ate. So they grew up being told how much they ate, and that created a sense of food scarcity. I have some patients who served in the military, and that created food scarcity uh, or a feeling of food scarcity for the person because they had timed meals, they had specific portions and food they were given. They had weighing that had to happen. They had to reach certain weight goals. And so 
they started to create this process of restriction and feeling like there wasn't enough and that there there was scarcity, right? You were limited with what you were allowed to have. So food scarcity is a real thing that, again, if you're going through right now, like it's not a mindset, it could be a real thing, right? But you may have had a pattern at previous points in your life where you were not able to have enough food. And what that can do is create these patterns around food that are unhealthy. So you may have felt like there wasn't enough food at point in your life or there wasn't enough food in your life and it still feels like that to you, right? So maybe you got in the habit of whenever you were given a meal, you would eat the whole thing, even if you weren't that hungry right then because you didn't know when the next meal was coming. Or maybe this is something where free food is a big trigger, right? So if you're someone who's ever been short on finances and there's like free pizza dinner or someone gives you some food, that's a very exciting thing, right? You might eat all of that. And so you may continue that pattern of, without even thinking about it. Like, oh, there's free food. I'm going to eat it all or I'm going to get some just because it's free because that was a pattern in your life that at a different point in life, you need it. We're like, free food, yes, sign me up. I didn't have any food for dinner, so great, I'm glad there's pizza. So you need to recognize if you're in a different point in your life where you don't have food scarcity, but you're still falling into patterns like you do. So that could, again, be finishing your plate when you don't need to, taking up people offers on free food, overeating, eating too quickly. These are all things that having a history of food scarcity in your life can trigger. And these can be hard to undo. So if there's a lot of trauma around that for you, that may be a time where you actually need to work with a therapist. But maybe it's more subtle and you just need to recognize, yeah, I did get in the pattern of always cleaning my plate because, you know, when I was 18 and I got kicked out of my home, I had really limited finances. And so I couldn't waste a bite of food and I got in the habit of eating everything on my plate. Or yeah, when I was a kid, you know, I got the breakfast at school and I got lunch at school and then there wasn't dinner. And so I made sure to eat every bit of breakfast and lunch that was given to me at school. And I still have that mindset. Again, this could have come from other places in your life, other places of restriction. Maybe you even restricted yourself and you are struggling to get over that. So the first step is recognizing it. And if it's too much for you to recognize and make change on your own, that's where working with a therapist or someone else who can help coach you through that relationship with food might be really, really powerful. Okay, are we ready for the mind-blowing part? Much of what I talk about on my podcast and with my patients, I've taken from other people. I've learned through experience. I've learned through lectures. But this is one that I don't believe I bought from anywhere. I take credit for this one fully, but, you know, I'm sure someone had this idea before me. And this is around finishing your plate. A lot of people were raised or taught themselves to finish their plate. And sometimes this is that finish your plate because there's starving children, you know, somewhere mindset. Sometimes it's you don't want to waste it mindset. Maybe it's even bad for the earth to not finish your food. But here's the thing. If you eat more than you need, you are still wasting food. I'm going to say that again. If you eat more than you need, if you eat past feeling physically full, if you eat just to finish a plate because you don't want to waste it, if you eat because you feel bad about not eating something even though you don't want it, you are still wasting that food. If you are putting a food in your body that is not serving you instead of putting it in a garbage or a compost bin, you are treating your body like a garbage can. So don't treat your body like a garbage can. If you are full, if you don't like the food, if you don't want to finish the entire plate, if someone gave you too much, if someone gave you something you don't like or don't want, it's okay not to eat it because it's still wasteful. 
the waste happened when you ordered too much food or when someone gave you too much food, right? That is when the waste happened. The waste already happened. So it's either going into your body where it's not serving you and it's harming your health potentially, or it's going into a trash can. And in many cases, the trash can may be a better option. So there are places in between, right? You could put half of the food in your fridge and eat it for lunch tomorrow. You could give the food to someone who has real food scarcity and needs it. You could put it in the freezer and have it again in a week or a month when you are out of food or when it sounds good again. Or if it really doesn't make sense to do any of those things, again, it may make sense to just throw it away. Don't treat your body like a garbage can. So if that's a new mindset for you, sit on that a little bit. Do you find yourself doing that sometimes? And what would it feel like to just get rid of the food if it's not serving you? It may feel uncomfortable. And again, there may be alternatives to throwing it away. You can compost the food. You can give the food to someone else. You can save some of it for later. And if you constantly find yourself with too much food, maybe you need to order less food. Maybe you you now need to get less food at the grocery store. Maybe you need to recognize the food pushers in your life who are giving you food that you don't need or want and navigate that. But if you are eating food that you do not need and you do not want, you are treating your body like a garbage can. Okay, so your homework for today is to look for some of these scarcity patterns in your life, particularly around food, and, and then just recognize them. And then you can always make a choice. So if you love that cake and you are never having it again, and you would feel bad if you didn't eat it all, and you think that's the best choice, then eat all the cake. That's fine. You can do that. But if you find yourself doing that on a very regular basis around many types of food, it may not be serving you. So let your brain take over and say, I don't know if I need any more of this. It's okay to not eat this. It's okay to put it in the freezer. Maybe I'll have it in a week or two. It's okay to throw it away. It's okay to give it to someone else. It's okay to not finish it. And look for those patterns. And if you do that 70, 80% of the time, that's going to be enough, right? We're not shooting for perfection here. You're going to overeat at times in your life. It's going to happen and that's okay. But we want to find reasons why it's happening and see if we can do something about it. Because sometimes we can, but if we're not recognizing those patterns, then we won't see them and we won't be able to make change. So look for that food scarcity that you are creating in your life. It may be real. If it's real, that is a different problem. But if it's a story you're telling yourself, you can change that story. All right. Until next week, take care. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Frank Avila Show, where we learn about all things related to weight and health. If you love this podcast, make sure to leave those five-star reviews and share this podcast with a friend or loved one. If you have a topic about weight and health you want me to tackle, head over to the website, thedrfrankavillashow.com to submit your question. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss next week's episode. Take care.